0: From a NASCAR bunker in Kyle's parents' basement, it's turned the radio off with Mike Parsons and Kyle Bauer.
1: Facebook.com slash TTRO show. Follow along on Twitter.com slash TTRO show
0: or just listen right now. It's turned the radio off. So I don't know if we broke like a seventh apocalyptic seal once we started this show back up. But, you know, at this time last week, the weirdest story seemed to have been Donald Trump getting covid and then it got weird from there. I, I mean, that seems like such an old story at this point because. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Hold on. We haven't done a show since Trump got COVID?
0: Yes. Because, well, because we're doing the, the show a day late because I said something to Kyle I thought I would never say. Hey, Kyle, we might want to uh, wait until after the vice presidential debate to record an episode just in case something happens.
1: And I had opinions on it, too. I I remember texting you last night being like, I really didn't like what happened tonight. I want to discuss this. I would like to talk about this. And you said, yeah, sure, let's go ahead. I look forward to talking about it. I don't even think we're going to discuss it today because, of course, such as the news cycle turns, here we are with something new and insane to talk about because, again, it feels like Trump getting COVID and having to go to the hospital and then being released and releasing a series of bizarre videos ranting about China and his miracle cure. Uh, it all seems like it was a year ago. Right. Even it, though it, it we
0: haven't done an episode since. It's been eight days. It has been eight days since we've released an episode. And, um, you know, here's the thing. Weird shit just... It it used to be like, okay, you know, some weird shit would happen. It would dominate the the news cycle for about a week. And then, okay, seven to ten days, what's coming up next? This is like... I'm trying to think. There's been like four super weird, crazy, what-the-hell things that have happened in the last eight days. So... Uh, yeah, maybe we will, we will get to, uh, the presidential, or vice presidential debate later on. Um, you know, I, 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 just want to applaud all the, um, all the, um, uh, engaged informed citizens who scolded people for, um, laughing at a fly on, on, on Pence's head. Uh,
1: I thought the the fly was fine. I I had other things. I guess I was too engaged. <gasps> I wasn't quite scalding, but maybe I was too engaged to really care that much about the fly.
0: I, We're in the middle of a pandemic, and all <laughs> someone wants to do is talk about a flying pencil set. Look, 2020 has been a nightmarish hellscape, and if we want to, if we want to, laugh at a fly on the vice president's head for a day or so, I, I think we've earned that. We've, we've earned that as, as an escape. I would argue that uh, that fly healed a nation because for two minutes during the debate on uh, Wednesday night, we weren't Republicans. We were not Democrats. We were not MAGA conservatives or bleeding-heart liberals. We were all Americans wondering how long that thing was going to stay on Mike Pence's head.
1: I spend way too much time on Twitter uh, as listeners to the program, such as Paul, know.
0: Happy birthday, Paul.
1: And Yes, happy birthday, Paul. And I I was refreshed uh, by the fact that last night, And really, there have been two events in the past week, Trump getting COVID and the fly on Mike Pence's head in the debates last night that have brought back old Twitter nostalgia of a time where Twitter was a happy place, was a fun place, was a place for parody accounts and satire and silly jokes, and it... it, It's been a place of, not to sound like a um, brittle conservative here, but it's been a place of cancel culture, if you will. Like I, I saw that they're trying to cancel the dog face ocean spray guy. Uh, you know the cranberry juice drinker? Yeah, the, yeah, Yeah, the
0: guy who he's listening to Fleetwood Mac and he's yeah. on his a skateboard drinking, uh, drinking um, uh, Ocean Spray, vibing as the kids say. Yeah, yeah. and I, one of the dudes from Fleetwood Mac made a, a video back. Yeah that,
1: yeah, that guy's had a good week. Yeah, I. Yeah, right. Like everybody seems to be using him as a rallying cry of good vibes in 2020, and of course, I. Somebody dug up a video of him not uh, censoring himself, saying the N-word while he was reciting back some lap, rap some lap lyrics, some, some rap Latin lyrics. lyrics.
0: I don't yeah. think the N-word's in the Latin dictionary. Some
1: rap lyrics. Yeah. And of course now that there's a push to cancel Dogface because you can't have anything good anymore. That's what Twitter's become. Well, it's you know, become this brutal You know what, there's bitter there's battlefield where people just come to be miserable. But the Mike Pence fly thing that was great because suddenly the parody fly accounts come back. The Mike Pence fly account comes back and gets 15,000 followers right away and a million retweets off of simple, stupid jokes that anyone could make. It was a beautiful thing. It was a lost art form. I loved seeing it. It was nostalgia. And I also loved it. When Trump went to the hospital, when Trump got COVID, I, what, are you thinking, oh, man, our commander-in-chief? Could die. This is a terrible moment for this nation. This nation is on edge. No, we were celebrating that night on Twitter. We were having a great time. Okay, because Trump wasn't going to die because no one bad dies anymore. It just doesn't happen. I can't remember the last time somebody bad died. It just
0: doesn't happen anymore. Only good people die. Dogface is probably going to die tomorrow. Well, I mean, here's the thing look. I, uh, I when when Trump went to the hospital with COVID, I was very, very careful because I did not want to celebrate sickness or death because. Um, just because Trump's a dick, that that's just not who I am. So that that's just not who I wanted to be. So I said, you know, I hope I hope Trump makes a recovery, um, and then he's healthy for a, tr- a peaceful transfer of power in January. He's healthy for an election night in November where he loses. But uh, yeah, that's that's you know what. And I didn't want to get into this because I didn't want to seem like I'm scolding people who are celebrating him having COVID. But I'm just like I'm not I'm not going. I I understand the I told you so. Um, mentality for it, but I was just like, okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna do this because I remember just kind of how ghoulish it was when everyone, uh, th- there was people celebrating Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death because now there's an opening on the Supreme Court, and I'm like, I, d- I don't want to be ghoulish like that. So I, I understand
1: your point, but the problem is, is, is we've gone squarely into tit for tat territory, and there was no bigger tit for that tat uh, than Trump getting COVID. Uh, after him saying, you know, it'll go away like it's nothing. One day we'll wake up and it'll be gone like a miracle. All the various comments that you can make, and all the recklessness and, and the disregard that he handled this virus with, and all the misinformation and uh, all the lack of preparedness that this country had. Um,
0: well, and that's I mean, and that's why he probably. Uh, Insisted that his hospital stay be so short. Um, you know, he ca- he he came out of that video and said, "Don't let this dominate you." Which lo- it's not dominating us, but we're just taking precautions. But Trust me, the- it's not dominating us. You you go, you drive fifteen minutes
1: south to Windsor. It's dominating Windsor right now. Yeah. It's dominating Canada right now. There, I mean, they're still pretty much paralyzed as a country because of COVID. But also, they've had you know, maybe, what, a couple dozen deaths from it, whereas we're still in the thousands. So,
0: I mean... I I mean, here's the thing. The day day he got COVID, I I said, this is what's going to happen. He's going to, uh, quote-unquote, recover from this, I was going to say, seven to ten days. He's probably still not recovered, but he's trying to give off the impression that he's recovered. And he's going to say, see, folks, it's no big deal. If you get airlifted to your local uh, hospital... And uh, get the best medical care known to people. You'll be just fine. Yeah. And, and so I'm looking at that and said, okay. So the, if the, the president, if he, um, you know, if he beats this thing in three days, he must have gotten some great treatment. So let's let's make this treatment available to everyone. But, I mean, you you saw him when he walked up the stairs. And uh, when he when he got back to the White House, and he was standing there on the balcony trying to not look like he was sucking air, and he did another video where you could tell he caked on the makeup to not look pale. Um, and I, I think I, I think what happened is that we've talked about it before. His strategy is the old scare and save, right? I'm going to scare you about something, and then I'm going to um, present myself. As the solution, so I'm going to scare you about uh, an imaginary horde of Mexican rapists coming across the border. I'm going to scare you about uh, a roaming mob of Antifa coming to the suburbs and uh, and 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 breaking into your house. Um, you know things that are not likely to happen, but he can he can present himself as a solution for the problem. He cannot present himself to the solution uh, to COVID-19. So what he's trying to do is he's going out of his way to make it look like no big deal because he can't do anything about it.
1: Uh, Yeah. And I thought it was interesting how he was bringing up all these socialist talking points, talking about, oh, free Regeneron, uh, free treatments for everyone is going to get the exact same care that I got. Everyone's going to get free treatment. He was bringing up a lot of great points. I hope everyone gets the same treatment that the president gets for this. I hope everyone gets free Regeneron if it's actually safe and not just something that he has a personal investment in, which is what is actually going on. I mean, the stock in Regeneron skyrockets whenever he mentions that he got care for it. And that's what cured him as he called it in his own words. Um, but I think it's interesting when he talks about uh, how he wants everybody to get the same care he got. He wants everybody to get free care. Hey, man, you're bringing up socialist talking points, and I just think it's it's funny how there's no way he would if he really wants to do the scare and save. That's how he could really save people from this. It, it's true. Also, Mike, I just wanna go off topic a little bit and apologize. What else is new? Well, <laughs> well no, I wanna apologize because we're doing the show from my basement
0: yeah. today. Uh-huh. And it's a great basement. It's your cla- you know what this is like your classic <laughs> east side basement where like your your dad would go to like escape the wife and kids after a long day of work. And I mean you I- got you got a whole bunch of uh, paraphernalia on your wall you got a dartboard um you know it's not finished you know this concrete walls concrete floor but there's some couches there's a tv uh there's a uh, there's some rugs that really pull the room together this is like your classic this is like your classic uh don't go down and touch dad stuff in the basement type basement.
1: I got a nice wood panel mini fridge from Montgomery Ward. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, I was gonna guess service merchandise, but I was close.
1: That is from Montgomery Ward. That's a true original right there. Wow. But I, I wanna apologize because we're we're doing the show from my basement, and this is the first time we've we've done the show proper from my basement. Basement, yeah. and and I and I think that's a big achievement because that's fine. notice in the intro it says from Kyle's parents' basement. Right, which, at one point we did this in my parents' basement. This is a step up, a, a couple notches up the ladder for me as a person. Right,
0: at least it's your basement
1: that we're doing this in my basement.
0: You pay the bills. It's your basement. I def-
1: fucking right, I do. Trust me, I I I definitely pay the bills, and and, and that's I, why
0: your dad used to make himself a safe haven. Not your dad. I'm just not like i'm talking to listener that's why your dad uh made uh such a haven for himself in the basement or or the garage he pays the damn bills and he'll do what he wants and i i was worried about this the odor down here yeah i I mean i think your cat did take a dump but
1: i oh he did he did and 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 that that is a problem i was going to be worried about the odor down here now First, there's my hockey equipment, which is off to the right of us. Yeah, that I haven't and, noticed that. Okay, which is good because my hockey equipment has been noted by other hockey players for being especially awful. Well, you and, know, and what? I think that's an achievement because you got to figure in a room with like 14 other hockey bags
0: that they can smell mine. That's really saying something. Well, number one, I'm glad to find out it was the cat and not you. That puts me at ease. Yes. Uh, number two, no nope, pun intended. <laughs> But I, right, I didn't mean that. It, 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 to to the left of us, yes. Second, second of all, you know, I played a little. I played a little stick puck in my day. I played roller hockey because, you know, let, let's face it, my my parents had four kids to feed, and, and ice time's expensive. So I played the least, uh, the less expensive, uh, roller hockey.
1: Perfectly understandable. Ice hockey is far too expensive,
0: and um, it's the sport of kings. And I would, uh, you know. Uh, I played high school roller hockey, and my nickname was "Sewage" because I was a goaltender, and my stuff was so gross. And and the captain, who became a friend of mine, you know, um, he lived in the same neighborhood as one of my best friends. So if he was driving down the the street, Eric Evans, this guy's like a monster now. He like owns a gym, and he like can bench press this house. But wow. he's a scrawny little guy back then, and uh, he would roll down the window, drive by, go. So I understand. I understand about a stinky hockey bag.
1: Good for him. Yeah. That's that's a leader right there. On, you,
0: you don't thought it made off. me feel included because I'm a freshman and now I have a thing. Exactly. I'm it's the a... guy with the stinky equipment and uh, yeah, and uh, even stinkier goaltending skills.
1: And and that's, that's a leader. A leader does that. He designates in the locker room, and he designates away from the locker room. That's what a good leader does. But uh, Tomo designated something in the litter box. Uh, well, it, he co- it, company was coming over, so he left me a present. Apparently. And the litter boxes are to the left of us. Now, technically, they're in a different room. Yeah. But it's... It, it's it's not a room that I have a door over. Yeah. And and there's really no safeguard. And I lit a candle. And it's oats and honey. And no oats and no honey is is capable of safeguarding us from what Tomo did. And and Tomo's normally a good boy who buries his stuff. Yeah. I don't know if if he's having stomach issues or if he didn't bury his stuff. I may have to make a vet appointment. And and I'm only bringing this up
0: because you're self-conscious that it smells like cat poo faintly down here.
1: I'm I'm self-conscious and also it's been distracting me this entire time.
0: Well, I think any pet owner is self-conscious about the way their house smells to outsiders. I mean, I I walk into my house some some days after I get home from work and I and I sniff and I'm like, "Oh god." Trudy peed somewhere and if I can't find (laughs) if I can't find out where it is my house is going to smell like pee and sometimes I walk into my house I'm like oh my god it smells like dog pee in here oh but maybe I'm paranoid so yeah I think everyone everyone with pets is self conscious to them being uh, nose blind to the smell of their own house
1: uh, yeah, and and I know because I've I've had that issue a lot where I've had people. Well,
0: especially with you bringing a young lady over, that's probably when I'd be the most self conscious. And and that
1: they never say anything. It's it's always one of my friends it, who will always be. I want to even say it's okay. So you know, Phil, Mike. Yeah, I know Phil. You know Phil, okay? Phil is this large husky man. I think all of our listeners know Phil. Well, we have a small universe of listeners, about three.
0: Yeah, both of our listeners know Phil. Okay. Uh, Neither of which are Phil.
1: Right. No, Phil does not listen to this program. Yeah. He doesn't have time for it. Uh, he's too busy being miserable. <laughs> anyway, well,
0: and we don't want to add to that misery.
1: <laughs> but, but no, you know, Phil, you know, husky guy, you know, generally miserable, likes to wear sweater vests. Anyway, whenever he comes in the house, whenever he comes in the house, he's always my brother. Stings like cat piss in here. Uh, always, always. The second he comes in, nobody else will ever say anything. But he always lets me know, and and that's the problem because I am nose-blind
0: to it, and everybody else is too nice to say something. Right. Well, and honestly, I think everyone understands when you go into a house with multiple animals, you'll get used to it. It's going to happen.
1: Yeah, because eventually you can't get it out. <laughs> no, you can't, and the problem is, is, is I rent... This this palatial house. Yeah, you're
0: not getting your deposit back. And,
1: and gorgeous uh, West Hazel Park. And, and Born and I, raised. No way in hell am I getting my deposit back. I'm expecting them to charge me.
0: You might as well burn this place down for the insurance money, to be honest. Well, I guess you wouldn't get the insurance money.
1: No, but I should still burn it down just to save
0: face. Yeah. (laughs) You'd rather go to jail than be the guy who made the house smell like cat pee. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just just as far as for integrity purposes, I should.
0: Uh, I think that would be the better move. Well, enough of this mirth, Kyle, because uh, I don't know if you... Was uh, this
1: mirth? Were we having a mirth moment? I think it's mirth. We were I... talking about having more fun on the show because there's too much stupid shit going on right now.
0: Yeah, and, and you know what? I was planning on having some fun talking about the, the fly on President Pence's head. Uh, and then someone President Pence? Oh. Was that a Freudian Ooh. slip? Ooh. <laughs> Do you know
1: something we don't? Yeah, I'm in the Illuminati. Oh, no. Yeah, it's President Pence. So you're really into conspiracy theories, eh? Yeah, but we're not going there yet. Oh, Because someone
0: tried to kidnap our governor, Kyle. We should probably talk about that. Yeah, so um, because it was all over the national news. Uh, Here in Michigan, we have a a Democrat governor, Governor Whitmer, Uh, much like any... Politician, very polarizing. Um, you know, she's been very strong on on lockdowns and 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 social distancing and, and capacity rules uh, to fight COVID nineteen. As a result, um, you know, our economy is struggling, but it's not struggling as bad as as other states. Uh, on the other hand, our COVID numbers are pretty good. We, we we're in pretty good shape, all things considered. And since the beginning of the pandemic, she's been very, she's been very uh, uh, tough and strong in that. She's been very uh, critical of uh, President Donald Trump. And news came today that a militia group in Michigan uh, had a a plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer. Um, it was thwarted by the feds. What their plan was uh, was to. Go kidnap her from her uh, vacation house in on the west side of the state. Take her to Wisconsin and put her on trial for treason. Now, from from uh, all accounts, from from what I've heard and read, the trial was going to be carried out by them. Um, and and who knows? You know, to me, it sounded like they were going to kidnap her, take her to Wisconsin, do some kind of, you know weird dystopian shit and then and then kill her but that was just one plot kyle i don't know if you heard about the other plot uh was for them to attack uh michigan state police um local uh uh, police departments and storm the capitol building in lansing to overthrow the government
1: yeah i heard about that as well
0: so uh yeah so that's uh that's been all over the the national news and um you know, good job by the feds, good job by by Michigan State Police uh, finding this and, and not only stopping it, uh, but arresting those who are planning it. And, and I hope there's not more out there because, you know, let, let's be honest, this this was an attempted act of domestic terrorism.
1: It was. It absolutely was. It's a great way of putting it. It was domestic terrorism. Uh, and I'm not surprised And where are we that I can say that I'm not surprised? Right.
0: To to show you just how crazy things have gotten, uh, in October of 2020, um, it turned out that uh, someone was trying to kidnap our governor. And although when I got the news alert, I said, damn, that's crazy. I'm not as shocked as I would have been in October of 2019.
1: No, no. And I can tell you, that I know people in my life that i uh, will just put it this way. I was holding my breath, uh, like kind of almost like a, a small part of me was was wincing and holding my breath, like thinking, like, oh my god, am I going to open this link and see a name that I recognize?
0: <laughs> I—I'm not kidding you. I, no, you're right. I there were a couple people that that came to mind. And I thought, no, there's no way. But maybe. Because
1: you, the vitriol that has been driven by these Unlock Michigan groups, which I believe it was Unlock Michigan was the group that Dana Nessel, uh, who has been doing phenomenal work lately, if you've been following her from from getting uh, Jacob Wool indicted on voter suppression and and uh, her role in, in getting this uh, busted – uh, and working with the feds uh, and, and then also uh, her busting, I believe it was unlocked Michigan um, as far as them being fraudulent uh, and them being a group that's actually from Arkansas. Uh, that it, you, you see all these groups on Facebook and all of these platforms be given to these conspiracy theorists, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this later, but this kind of ties in and and comes full circle, if you will, that you you see these platforms being given on YouTube and and Facebook and Reddit, uh, which I know is a little more staunch on keeping that stuff under control. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, still, you see these groups— and you see the trouble they cause, you see the ideas that they plant, and I can tell you that I have heard people in my life pass around uh, these ideas and these conspiracy theories. And I thought one of the conspiracy theories that I kept hearing about Whitmer that I always thought was unbelievable, but I heard from top to bottom people who are seemingly well-educated and well-spoken people. I mean, we're not just talking about some rubes from, from Heartland. Uh, and, and, and I don't say this to be classist per se, but, but I say this just to say even people who you would perceive as being well educated mm-hmm. uh, and not people who um, are easily persuaded uh, uh, that we're talking about, oh, well, y- you know what that, that, and I'll, I'll just use the language that they used here. You know what that cunt is planning to do next? She's going to lock down the state in October and November so that way they can rig the election for Biden. Right. Well, we're here in October, going into November, and the election's coming up. She's actually opening things up. Well, and, and, on and top I'm of not that- kidding you. I heard that nonstop all summer long. Oh, she's going to keep making up all these numbers, and she's just going to keep putting all, and she's going to put us in a lockdown, and she's going to put us in a full lockdown again this fall, right in time for the election, so she can all force us to vote by mail, and her and that Dyke, Dana Nessel, all they're going to do is they're going to rig the election for Biden that's that's all i heard. And and i heard people talk about something needs to be done about this cunt. Something needs to be done about this bitch. Mm-hmm. She needs to be stopped. That's i heard people that i know say this. And and i fucking got you know,
0: I, I puckered up when i heard this. Yeah. Well, and here's here's what's happening, okay? Um the world is is a frustrating, confusing, scary place right now. And on top of that, there's a lot of people sitting at home with nothing to do. So you know what's the old um, what's the old saying? An idle idle hands is the devil's playground, or something like that. So I, I think you know you've been reading a lot about QAnon and, and all these other conspiracy theory, theory groups, and you know how how they've risen a prominence so much, like seemingly normal logical, well-adjusted people are getting swept up in this. And I think that it's really accelerated since the pandemic because, number one, a pandemic pandemic's a scary thing. Uh, number two, uh, lockdown's a scary thing. Number three, uh, the economy, the economic impact's a scary thing. And People need to know what to do with those emotions. So, number one, they need to find someone to blame. Number two, they, they, need to, they, they need to find some kind of meaning and some kind of reason why these things are happening. And conspiracy theories, I think, help people make sense out of situations that don't make sense. So why is this happening? Oh, okay. Well, there's a there's a secret caliphate uh, that that's being run by 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 elites and in, in Hollywood and and uh, politicians and everything. And then I, I think what happens is is once people are convinced that they know who's to blame, they feel like they need to be part of the solution. So, uh, they 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 view anyone who's not 100% with them as against them. And now that person is the enemy. And now I kind of have my own theories as to why this is happening. And then, oh, here's a group that kind of validates that. And then, you know, it just, it just kind of, mushrooms and, and it balloons. And eventually, you know, you're, you're, you're telling people that uh, the world is run by a satanic group of of, of pedophiles and the only people who can save uh, the world from is Donald Trump. And everyone who's not for Donald Trump is one of them. Or you get so worked up that, that you, you, you think that, um, you know, I have to do something about this and, and let's go kidnap the governor. And
1: yeah, like the guy who who broke into that pizza place.
0: Yeah. Pizza gate.
1: Yeah. With the, with the gun, uh, with the, uh, semi-automatic rifle thinking he was going to free some children locked up in the secret pedophile tunnel that they had underground.
0: And, And real, I mean, look, pedophilia is one of the worst things a human being can do. I would, I would even argue it's worse than murder. If you murder someone, their life's over. If you're a pedophile, you ruin that that kid's life, uh, forever. So if you can convince people and and find some circumstantial evidence that, you know, there's a secret ring of pedophiles out there, well, that's a terror. That's a terrifying. Uh, that's a terrifying uh, a thought, isn't it? Yeah. If you were convinced that people making decisions were pedophiles, wouldn't you want to do everything you could to stop it? Right. And and so, you know, when, and then, you know, people start reposting articles and you start asking people, you know, uh, where's your evidence? And then that's when they get mad at you because because, you know, I knew I knew that uh, I knew people think I was crazy because they want they want you to think I'm crazy because they want to keep doing it. And, uh, you know. Uh, Facebook has banned QAnon because they're one of the more mainstream out there conspiracy theories. Uh, but, but to me, it's too late. I, I mean, it's too late for for Facebook to to ban QAnon because it's almost mainstream at this point. And if there's one thing that a conspiracy theorist loves, it's being silenced. Do you know why? Because they told everyone that we're going to be silenced. We're going to be silenced by the big media. We're going to be silenced by Zuckerberg because he's one of them. And then Zuckerberg goes and silences them.
1: (laughs) Zuckerberg was the one who gave them their platform.
0: Zuckerberg was the one who who took the very um i would say cowardly stance of saying we 're not going we 're not going to uh censor content any political content yeah people should be free to make their up their own minds well, okay, look where we are, and that t-
1: helped really turn the two thousand sixteen election i i'm not saying that to absolve any of Hillary Clinton's mistakes from her campaign uh, or to really dredge up the ghosts of the 2016 election. I mean,
0: 2016, when, it was still fringe. Like I'm saying, like, yeah. you know, like, like For, your your mom's your, your nice neighbor who you used to live next door to who would, like, make you cookies is now saying, oh, you know, out there, oh, where we go one, we go all. And if, uh, if you're not fighting against this, you're one of them.
1: Well... I'm also thinking of uh this moment I had at my old job where I was talking to uh well I wasn't talking I was I was just kind of sitting minding my own business and a couple of my coworkers uh were kind of by the door of my office talking about politics and I never wanted to talk politics with my coworkers because I was their manager. Technically I don't I don't see that as my place. They don't need to know right where I stand because right. technically I have the capability to discipline them and write them up and I don't want them thinking that I have any sort of
0: ulterior motives. Yeah, or any yeah. sort of
1: point of view on anything one way or the other. You know, I, I didn't see that never saw that as professional. Unfortunately, my other managers at my job never took that approach and were very vocal about their political views uh, constantly.
0: Uh, But um, well, that's because um, that's because the Democrats and the media are enemies of the people. And the only person who can save us is Donald Trump. And, uh, (laughs) you know, if you don't love Donald Trump, you must be an enemy of the people, too.
1: Well, that was that was basically their stance and my other manager's stance. I was I was pretty much the only person there who was even remotely To the left, and I mean not to the far right. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, and they start talking about Epstein, and I naively got on board with this, thinking, okay, well, this is one thing I could have in common with them because I also don't think Epstein killed himself, and I think there was a cover up to a degree. and of course, I think pedophilia and sex trafficking is bad, like anyone else. So uh, I'm thinking I can get on board with this. And I also think that Bill Clinton was involved and, and had
0: something to do with it. He was on the flight log he, a whole lot. Yep. And yeah. And also, he was a horn dog and he was not above leveraging his power for sexual favors. Had a history of it, yep. well documented so,
1: I was kind of peached for it <laughs> so, I, so I kind of jump in the conversation a little bit at that point Because I could tell they were kind of chiding me in, in, To try to get me involved And I jump in a little bit there Then suddenly they switch gears into uh, Well, Trump was trying to warn everybody That's why the deep state's trying to take him down And I'm like, oh, God. right. Where, where the fuck do I go with this now? Like, where do I even go when somebody says that to me? Where, where do I even go with that? That you have somebody who is that fucking delusional, and on that, it's so stupidly... It's hard to even process the words to get it out to say to someone when they tell you that Donald Trump is some superhero, even though he's been credibly accused... Of rape and sexual assault by minors before himself, and he's had plenty of pictures of him with Epstein mm-hmm. and Ghislaine Maxwell and all of that. But no, that's because he was trying to get on the inside to stop them. Right? Do you are you 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 understand how naive and how delusional? and how just completely backwards that sounds. And that's what this whole conspiracy is built around, that Trump is some pedophile-busting superhero, and that this cabal of elites is trying to take him down. And and that's what is rotting people's brains. Um, between that and these anti-masker fools, it's just been You such... mean brave patriots. Yeah, Right. Right, the brave patriots say we're going to kidnap the governor and and, uh, hold a uh, tribunal in Wisconsin.
0: Uh, Uh, Well, you know, not all anti-maskers are like that, but I will guarantee you those dudes who tried to kidnap the governor – are anti-maskers. Well, there
1: are pictures of them uh, now surfacing yeah. uh, of them at that armed uh, demonstration at the Capitol. That's where it started. Right. And that's where,
0: that's where the idea started.
1: Yeah. And uh, um, Mike Shirky,
0: um,
1: who is uh, the, the leader of the Republicans uh, in the Sen- Michigan.
0: Yeah. Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky.
1: Right. Um and he right now is, is condemning it and really trying to save face. But he himself said on the day of that protest that if Governor Whitmer doesn't back down, we'll have no choice but to act. You combine that with President Trump saying, you know, liberate Michigan and constantly making Whitmer a target of his rhetoric and vitriol. Uh, and then the bastard today. Uh, Kayla uh, Kaylee McHenry uh, McHenry. Whatever the hell her stupid name is.
0: The new uh McEnany. Yeah. Kayle I, I, I have she's no she's I have the new no Sarah time Huckabee Sanders.
1: Yeah, I have no time for yeah. her. She she doesn't deserve the, the fucking dignity of having her name pronounced correctly. Okay. That loser. What'd she say? Uh, She said she she basically turned it back on Whitmer and said it's Whitmer's fault for sowing seeds of hate and division against President Trump. Right. Well, uh, here's are you kidding me? That what kind of universe are we in right now? Where the governor, a governor, there's a plot that the FBI, the feds, so technically the people who are working for your administration Mm -hmm. have to take their time and resources to bust. Because your stupid president and his fat mouth that gets people so wound up that you got these 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 terrorists that think that they're going to kidnap the governor. That's a serious thing. Yeah. That means that this country is out of control when you have things like that happening and your statement from your office is going to be... To victim blame and to call the governor out and say it's the governor's fault
0: and say it's the governor's fault for questioning the president? Right. Are you kidding me? Well, I, I, as far as Mike Shirky goes, I know he had he had been called on those comments, and his official statement was he meant act legislatively.
1: Oh, he could say act, and he has acted legislatively. It's been a rough week for Whitmer because she got kneecapped on that state yeah. supreme court decision, and you know don't even get me started on Mike Shirky because I could go twenty minutes on Mike Shirky just alone. That fucking prick. I could tell if I if I ever. Could pick out a guy who fucking tip people in dimes.
0: <laughs> I've met him. He's a nice man. But that's funny. Okay, look, I, I am gonna say I, I do take Mike Shirky at his word on that because um you, you know he.
1: Well, Mike, if if you met him and you want to take him at his word, that's fine. Right. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> I don't know he, about he, the he, tipping he, with dimes, though. He came out with that statement that, oh, well, we can create enough laws for people to 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 not be accountable for themselves, but you know, well, we we know at the end of the day, everyone wants to be shut up, man. But because because w- you know deep down, you know deep down that that uh, no restaurants. And, and there are not, business owners do not care about their employees' welfare, only to the point, they only care about their employees' welfare to the point where they can squeeze Productivity out of their employees. Right. I, I mean, look, okay. And, 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 and when you take away the mask mandate, that's what you get down to. You put your employees at risk. You put bartenders and you put servers at risk. And you, you put all these people who have already been put out on the front line and tax enough at risk. And when you go ahead and you say that customers don't have to wear a mask and that um, uh, you know, restaurant owners and business owners are, are gonna make the right call themselves. It tells me that you're so out of touch with that whole experience that you tipping dimes. Well,
0: I, I, I will say this. Yeah, you, you know, I, I think one thing we could take away from this and and Kaylee Mckinney, she she's out of control. I, I mean, here's the thing. The, the White House is great at at finding people who will literally say anything even things that you could tell they don't believe um, t- to be uh, press secretary. you know you had Sarah Huckabee Sanders who she was always so morally outraged anytime you dare uh, question our president and then you have Kaylee McEnany, who just you know she's just she just goes at you like a, like a Chihuahua who thinks they're a Rottweiler. And you know he's he's great at finding people. Who will just bullshit you to your face and, uh, and and act mad about it, like like you're the one, <laughs> like you're the one who's full of shit and not them. But I, I mean, we need to start, and, and this is trite, and and we're so far past this, but we have to understand that words have consequences, and, and this is an all uh, anti-First Amendment, la-la-la. What it means is that you need to start, people need to start examining their own phrasing. They need to start examining what they're saying and know that it has a cumulative effect. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyle, like you said, liberate Michigan. That was a couple months ago. The next day, we didn't have... Uh, an armed uh, militia going to uh, try and kidnap the governor. But a few m- months later, we do. And, and when you start saying that, you know, Democrats or, or the media or this and that are, are enemies of the people. Well, you're going to you're going to you're going to spook some people who are very impressionable. And then they're going to want to do something about it, because if, if these people are really doing all these terrible things you're accusing them of, when really all they're doing is trying to hold you accountable, eventually someone's going to want to do something about it, and, and here we are.
1: And it's, it's a tough spot because there are a lot of disenfranchised people on both the right and the left who, and, and the right at the moment, obviously they hold the Senate, and they hold a lot of state legislative power here, uh, and federally, they, they you know they have the Senate, obviously with President Trump. Uh, but still, the right they don't feel like they have enough voice and they have enough power because they don't have total control. Of the left, there are so many people I've seen on the far left. Uh, I think really up until the rhetoric got turned up to a whole other notch. Uh and we've gotten closer to the election actually happening. A lot of people on the left, maybe still disenfranchised from how you know Bernie Sanders got kneecapped in the primaries, mm-hmm. were saying, Well, there's no point in voting. You know, voting is just a fruitless exercise, you know, whatever. You know, police brutality will still rage. Biden won't change anything, blah, blah, blah. Voting is pointless. Um, so there are people who feel that you can now only get action or you can only get results by taking
0: action. Mm-hmm. There are still ways to I, that's why the I protests get, got violent you know against yeah. police brutality yeah um, yeah there were uh, there were some outside agitators uh, trying to start shit and slime the actual agitators. but there are other people. And, and, and I'm not excusing this at all. There's other people who just didn't know what to do with that anger yeah. and felt like the only way they can be heard is by force. And, and obviously that's counterproductive.
1: I'm not, I'm not an activist and, and I can't really say because there are people who feel like, yeah, you, you do have to get out in the streets and you, and you do have to take physical action. That you, you do have to um, be a disruptor and, um, and, and I don't know how to strategize for that. I don't know what the answers really are, so I'm not going to sit here and, and talk like I do. Uh, I can tell you uh, that if I'm somebody who's disenfranchised on the left, you keep looking at down-ballot races, down-ballot races make such a difference as far as your community and as far as your state go and as far as a grassroots level and making change as far as you know, county and city proposals and millages and how your taxes uh, can or cannot work for you. Uh, and, and that, to me, is really the important thing. So I think if, if you want to get to the root of some of this disenfranchisement, get off Facebook get off Twitter you know yes go out and protest and make your voice be heard whether you want to do that peacefully or, or disruptively I guess that's up to you but I can tell you I still think voting does matter the problem is is that people don't feel there are a lot of people who don't feel like voting matters and when you get people like this who get wrapped up in conspiracy theories on the right wing I don't think they felt like voting was gonna matter anymore and they felt like they had to take matters into their own hands. And then you have people like, um, uh, God, that one hayseed, uh, Mike Lee, uh, who was tweeting last night that we're not in a democracy.
0: Uh, Is that one of the centers we got COVID? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's he's one of the ones who's he's out there saying that we're not in democracy. When he says things like that, he's dog whistling to say that oh, it shouldn't even be about voting, that we have a right to take this government, uh, and, and shape it and mold it into what we want it to be and keep it that way. And it's, it's, it's kind of that way of, of dog whistling to, uh, you know, action, uh, to to violent action, uh, not in a way of, of, you know, maybe, uh, burning down a police precinct. Uh, which, again, is has been cited by, you know, Mike Pence last night uh, was talking about in, in the, in the uh, vice presidential debate, was talking about that salon that got burned down or whatever, um, but, uh, you know, saying, okay, well, it's not a democracy. We're, we're a republic. You got to take what's yours. And even
0: stuff like that to me is a dog whistle. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing the the rhetoric the rhetoric needs to be turned down. But in order for that to happen, everyone has to agree with it because what's going to happen if you turn down your rhetoric? Um, you know, for 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 the sake of 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 peace, for the sake of trying to attempt some kind of unity, um, for the sake of trying to. Um, restore some discourse and some decorum the first one to turn down the rhetoric is going to be eaten alive by the other side who hasn't agreed to that yet yeah so uh, unfortunately what's going to happen is something terrible is going to happen and it's going to shock us into saying okay you know like we (laughs) we all need to cool out and we need to like Speak out against people who are who are kicking this hornet's nest.
1: Well, Mike, this should be the moment. This should be it, where people say, "Hey, like
0: someone had a plot, a credible plot." Frog in a blender, you know. Uh, it, we didn't go. We didn't go from cold water to boiling hot. It's been a slow rise, and now we're at a full boil.
1: Yeah, where, where somebody should say we had a credible plot.
0: Frog in a blender. No, I'm fro- frog in a blender. Bo- you know what I mean.
1: I Yeah, I was honestly a little confused yeah. by that, but I thought maybe you knew and maybe the listeners knew, so I just let you go with it. Uh,
0: anyway. Frog in a frying pan. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I was going to say, this should be the point. This should be the moment where everybody says, okay, this has got to stop. This needs to cool off. This right here needs to be the moment where... We hit the pause button because there was a credible plot to kidnap and hold uh, the governor on some kind of bizarre tribunal.
0: And then overthrow the rest of the government and
1: overthrow the rest of the government. Yeah. Let's talk about Blue Lives Matter and, and
0: backing the blue. See, that's what I'm wondering. Where is the outrage for them trying to target the police when so many of the police been
1: protecting these losers in 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 their demonstration how many cops just sat there and and let them just march through with their semi-automatic rifles and, and and just let them march and we're kind of doing it in quiet solidarity i mean it's well known that there is a lot of dislike for the governor among police ranks. I mean, uh, many sheriff's departments came out and said, we're not going to enforce the mask mandate. Mm -hmm. We're not going to listen to Governor Whitmer. We don't feel like she has that power over us. Um, So it's weird because this is,
0: I mean, I'll just come out and say it. This is their community turning uh, on itself. Right. You're right. And there was like an actual plan to there is an actual plan to dismantle local police municipalities. Yeah, and so with
1: with all that said, this should be the tipping point, but unfortunately, it's not. And you know why it's not? Because uh, Kayla Bertnerney comes out and says, you know, that it's it's Whitmer's fault for criticizing uh, Chairman Trump, and. Okay, so you're going to go ahead and victim blame and you're just going to keep that temperature on high. You're going to keep that water boiling over the top and those flames are going to keep flashing brighter and brighter and it's going to come Somebody, Someone's going to get assassinated. It's it's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be someone high profile. Someone's going to get assassinated. I hate to say it. I don't know if it's going to be right or left. Most likely it's going to be someone on the left. Someone's going to get assassinated. It's probably going to be a female figure, because, again, women seem to be the target of this vitriol more than others, whether it's Ilan Omar, um, Rashida Tlaib, another local political figure here who has been the target of an incredible amount of harassment uh, from her own party even. And uh, it's unfortunate, but I fear that if this wasn't the wake-up call moment, because, again, Trump and his family, fucking administration just has to keep that temperature up,
0: then I fear that's what the end result is going to be. Yeah, well and and hopefully it won't come to that. I I, I was kind of getting that vibe certain times during the Obama administration and it didn't come to that. So but I see I see what you're saying. Like yeah. like uh, we we're at this point where we should all be like, whoa, okay, like everyone take a step back. And I think a lot of people are worried that, you know, this is only the beginning and maybe the next time someone has plans to do something bad to a politician, uh, it might not be it might not be nipped in the bud. So I can say in
1: confidence and I I say this remorsefully, but I could say it with confidence that I know people uh, who would they personally carry out a kidnapping uh, of the governor? no. But are they disappointed that the kidnapping wasn't carried out by uh, this militia? Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, like, you, you get the impression that there's a lot of people who wouldn't do it themselves, but they're, they're glad someone tried it. And I, I, I still think those people are the vast, vast minority but there are a still lo- too many of they're them. a loud minority and and one is too many so so yes, um, too many of them you know kyle i know that you're rooting for your prediction to not come true and you know hopefully you know hopefully it does it because that's uh that, that's that's a very terrifying prospect and I, but i think that everyone's kind of uh afraid of it in the back of their mind um you know, I'm going. I'm going to hope that that's one of those worst case scenarios that that our minds go to just because things are so crazy and we don't know what the limit is. Um, hopefully, hopefully this is the limit, or hopefully we reach that limit soon with uh, with, with with minimal damage. Um,
1: yeah, hopefully this is the limit right here.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: it, it should be, but I fear. But again, I just fear it's not because this should have been the moment where the temperature should have been turned down. And instead, it's just been kept on high because of the Trump administration.
0: Yeah. Uh, so real quick before the end of the show here, I know that uh, you said there were some things in the vice presidential debate the other night that that kind of disturbed you. Uh, to me, I, I felt like it was it was a return to uh, what we're used to in a debate. A couple of uh, a couple of uh, you know highly polished political figures. Um, Not answering the questions directly and and just kind of giving out their um, pre-planned speech, uh, bulldozing over moderators and it being, quote unquote, boring, Uh, which, you know, I was I was rooting for boring after what happened uh, at that first presidential debate. Uh, You know, we talked about the fly on on Pence's head. Um, You know, there, there are a couple a couple of moments that stood out to me. Number one, Mike Pence actually did a pretty good job of nailing kamala harris down asking her if they were going to if democrats were going to try to stack the supreme court um she didn't answer directly um so I, I guess that'd be be point biden uh i'm sorry now i'm becoming biden that would be point pence uh kamala harris brought up the um The group of doctors that the Obama administration put together uh, for the exact event of a pandemic that Donald Trump disbanded soon after getting out of office, she brought that up. I thought that was a, a good point that probably was lost. It seemed like... You know, Mike Pence was good at going on the offense. He got a couple of good shots in there. But I also felt like Kamala Harris was good at playing defense. Um, You know, she would fact check uh, Mike Pence right away. And, uh, you know, I know that she scored a lot of points with a lot of people with the whole, excuse me, I'm talking, while Mike Pence tried to to interrupt her. I think like every other debate, if you're a Democrat – Kamala Harris kicked Mike Pence's ass if you're a Republican Mike Pence kicked Kamala Harris's ass it was to me it seemed like your normal run-of-the-mill debate
1: well I'm a Democrat in a loose sense that I plan on voting Democrat and I am on the left Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, but however I think uh, I actually think Pence won the debate, and I think he won pretty handedly. Um, and, th- and this is why. Uh, Pence, while he was really hogging the clock and uh, pushing Susan Page uh, t- to her absolute limits, really kind of bullying her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I-, I don't feel like Susan Page at any point had any control over
0: him. And he kept saying her name like an unsettling amount. Right, Susan, and he get, definitely got more time from her, and Kyle. It, that it, was really weird to me, Kyle. I don't know what you think, Kyle, but uh... <laughs> it's all part of his strange uh,
1: Handmaid's Tale esque manipulation. Uh, he's he's just such a bizarre guy. He really is. Uh, but uh, yeah, he he got more time. He definitely got more of his talking points in, uh, more of what he wanted to say. And and here's the thing. You mentioned Kamala Harris playing defense, and, and yeah, she had a couple great viral moments, if you will, uh, some yes, queen yeah. moments of her saying, excuse me, I'm talking, and, and that's all great. Was it about policy, though? No. And that's something that we should have learned from Hillary Clinton, because Hillary Clinton had some of those moments, too, with Donald Trump, and did that do anything for her campaign? Yeah, maybe it won her some favors on some college campuses, but that's it. Uh, ultimately, it wasn't enough to swing the election in her favor. Listen, Biden has a good enough spread at this point where he seems to be doing fine, and it probably won't move the needle one way or the other. However, I was really hoping for Kamala Harris to have a strong performance because I've seen her and what a strong debater she is because I saw what she did. To Biden. To
0: Biden, Yes. <laughs> She body bagged him. I thought she broke his campaign. You know, what's funny when that happened. I said, number one, Biden's not getting the nomination. Number two, if he does, I know one person on that stage who won't be his running mate. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and then look look what ends up happening. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I know how strong she could be in a debate. And it seemed like last night she was nervous. She seemed to keep having false starts where she was having a hard time. Um, every time she was put on the clock, especially in rebuttals, she had a hard time. Uh, getting started, if you will, getting out of first gear. Uh, and then uh, I thought the worst moment was the fracking. And a lot of people have talked about this. Uh, Mike, you mentioned her playing good defense. Again, mm-hmm. she had no reason to play defense. Okay? You have an administration that's let over 200,000 people die from a poorly managed uh, from a grossly mismanaged pandemic, you have a climate crisis. And Susan Page even framed the question perfectly for Kamala Harris. Wildfires out west and, and floods in, in the east. And what does she end up doing? She ends up defending a Republican talking point. She uses all of her time to defend a Republican talking point saying, no, Joe Biden will not stop fracking. Joe Biden will not raise taxes that's bad man she I thought she performed terribly last night and yeah she got a couple quotable viral moments in but really uh, she didn't do anything to help her campaign but I don't know if she did enough to hurt it either
0: yeah and uh, I, I think what what I think a lot of people were watching this uh, thinking that the vice presidential debate would be of more consequence because the presidential one was such a mess but I think you're right I think this is just gonna prove to be your normal uh VP debate where it's not really consequential. And uh I would say, you know, we might be talking about uh another debate this time next week, but who knows? The earth might blow up by then at the the the, the rate things are going. Please so. don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> because it very well might. So uh hopefully we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening, Paul. Bye.